Hello, I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Sharon Davies. Sharon is the CEO of Young Enterprise. Young Enterprise gives young people the skills, knowledge and confidence they need to succeed in the changing world of work. Thanks for joining me today, Sharon. Can we start by you telling the listeners a little about the work you do now and who you do it for? Certainly. Firstly, thank you, Grace, for uh, inviting me to come on to your show. Lovely to meet you. Uh, as you said, my name is Sharon Davis. I'm the Chief Executive of Young Enterprise. It's a national enterprise and financial education charity. We work really closely with teachers and business to help young people to build the vital skills and mindset in which to earn and look after their money and to make a positive contribution to their communities. And we work with children from five to young people um, aged 24 years old. Were you always interested in business and helping young people? No, I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. Uh, I left school at 16. I certainly didn't think I'd ever be responsible for running a charity uh, and working with businesses and teachers uh, to help young people. Um, and it wasn't until I was about 21 when I met a youth worker, uh, when I was working as a cashier in a, in a supermarket, when I even thought about working with young people. I didn't know what a youth worker was, um, and I, but I'd already learned the lesson that um, when I was working in the supermarket, when working with groups of young people, uh, and they used to come in and hang around in the supermarket, and I learned that if you treated with them with respect, and if you had a genuine interest in listening to them, then you stood a much better chance of having a better relationship with them than shouting at them all the time. So that's when I kind of first started to think about a career as a youth worker, because I actually met a youth worker by chance uh, when I was a cashier at a supermarket. How, what challenges have you had to face in your career? Um, first of all, I didn't really know uh, what I wanted to do. I, um, as I said before, my dad was a tree feller. Uh, so I worked for him for a bit when I left school, when I was 16. Um, I'd already had a part-time job at a school when I was 13, working on a turkey farm. So I knew I liked earning my own money, um, but I had no clue what I wanted to do. I left home quite early, 16, 17, had lots and lots of different jobs. So I, I guess one of the things that um, I really struggled with early on in my career was lack of networks. I didn't know a lot of people that might help me to progress my career. So it wasn't, as I said, until I was about 21 when I met a youth worker who invited me to do some youth work on a voluntary basis that I first found out the importance of people supporting you uh, and the importance of building your own network. So I think the key challenges I've experienced really uh, uh, throughout my life, certainly the early part, was, was around not having the networks to support me in planning my career. Have you ever had any idols or mentors? Yeah, I've, said, I've certainly had mentors. I think they're really important. I think they can help you. Um, they can help you explore your blind spots, the things that you don't know about yourself. And they can, as long as you feel safe with them, they can be really helpful. How and my idol, my idol is Barack Obama. <laughs> How important do you think it is to go to university? Or is it okay to start your work career straight from school? I think it's really important that you make the right choices for you. If I think about me personally, um, I went back to college when I was about 18, 19, and I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready for it at all. 
Um, and so it took me another four years of lots of different jobs to work out what, to, what I wanted to do. And eventually I went to university. So I don't think, I think, I think it's really important to have those people around you to support you to make the choices. I don't think it's an either or. I think it's great if you want to go to university, but I also think you can um, undertake apprenticeships, which can give you really high qualifications, de degree level qualifications. So I think it's really important if you've got somebody at home you can talk to, your family, or if there's nobody at home you can talk to, you've got people at school or uh, youth clubs, to really try and work out what's the best route for you. How do young people get involved in young enterprise? So you can get involved via your school. Uh, so you can ask your teacher to get involved with Young Enterprise and basically there are lots of different opportunities. You can look at our website and there's, there's lots of different opportunities right from primary school through to secondary school. Um, so I think the first thing to do would be to have a look on the website and find out which programmes you might be interested in. Um, what challenges do you think young people face um, in Young Enterprise? Why do you think they decide not to go into Young Enterprise? Sorry, I don't understand the question. What challenges do you think young people face um, in getting into, into business um, and law? What challenges do they get face getting into business and law? Not challenges, but kind of, why do you think not as many young people get into business and law from a young age? Um, I think there's lots of reasons, really. I think sometimes it's, again, lack of networks around you that's supporting you. Um, I think sometimes there isn't always the... I think sometimes there might be uh, pressures around you to go for a safe option, uh, go for a job rather than set up your own business. Um, I think it's also about having the right people around you as well. I think there have been the incredible challenges for young people post-COVID, uh, in terms of opportunities and I think it's really important that well, I, I guess programs like Young Enterprise are around which help young people to build their experience so they're able to go to um, potential employers and talk about what they've done and the skills they've learned. What do you think we need to do to help young people develop the skills they need to cope with the post-COVID environment? Um, I think it's been an incredibly difficult time um, in terms of um, post-COVID for children and young people, but I think that um, they've had to develop a range of skills in a really challenging situation and adapt to new ways of working. Uh, and so it's, I think it's really important. The first thing to do is to help young people reflect on the strengths that they've developed over uh, that they've built over COVID. So my question to you, Grace, would be what strengths do you think you've gained over lockdown that you wouldn't have had had it not have been for COVID? What would you, what have you developed as, as some key strengths? Um, I don't know. I think I've been able to deal with the pressures of the 11 plus more because I don't have loads of children around me. Ah, right. And how have you found home learning? Okay. My parents made yeah. it very nice. Your parents what, sorry? My parents made it very easy for me. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I guess the first thing to say is that you have you've developed those strengths in terms of persevering to to pursue your 11 plus, despite what are really challenging situations. So I think it's important to enable young people to reflect on the skills that they've learned, but also to give them 
further opportunities to develop those skills and those that mindset really which will be important regardless of the industry sector that you want to go in i don't know if you've got any ideas of, of a career that you want to pursue yet or not is there anything that you still want to do either personally or professionally uh, yeah, personally, I'd like to swim the length of Windermere, uh, which is a lake in the Lake District, it's about ten and a half miles, and it was part of a challenge that I set myself this year, but it was called off as part of the COVID lockdown, and um, so that's personally a big thing I'd like to do before I'm fifty, and uh, unfortunately, I'm fifty next year, which is, doesn't give me very much time at all, really. Uh, and professionally, I think there's just so much more that we can do to support young people um, to develop the skills they need. Uh, particularly in some parts of, of the UK where those opportunities aren't currently available. What tips would you give girls when they start to think about their careers and their future? Uh, I think it's a great question, that. It's a really good question. I say, firstly, it's unlikely that, um, that you're going to have one career in your life. So you're likely, I had a little Google of this before I came on to speak to you, but you're likely to have between 11 and 17 jobs in your lifetime and perhaps up to five careers. So you're going to be in work for, and you're going to be in work for a long time, a long, long time. So I think it's important, firstly, that you take your time to do your research uh, because you're going to be in work a long time and you spend a lot of your life in work. So you don't want to be unhappy. Um, I think that think about what interests you, think about what excites you, think about the people out there that might help you find out more. Uh, find your cheerleaders, so those people that really support you, so it might be kind of your family that are around you, and tell them the things that you're interested in and work with them to find out more about it. And the last thing I would say is try as many new things as you can before you lock your plans in. Are you the first CEO I mean, are you the first woman to be the CEO of Young Enterprise? No, there was a woman CEO, I think, about uh, eight years ago. The world is changing so much and so quickly. What do you think work for women might look like in 10 years' time? Great question, Grace. Great question. Um, I think there will be more women in senior leadership roles. I think the world is changing, like you say, there'll be more women in senior leadership roles. I think that the work environment will be more flexible. So I think that that will enable more women to be successful at work. Um, but I think there also is a risk that um, women, um, we do need to make sure that women who are at risk of being in jobs that are probably going to kind of end because computers or, or robots will replace them that those women get the opportunity to um, reskill and search for the search for employment um, in the same way that men do because a lot of the time women spend more time um, on on unpaid care work so um, I think it's important that if you're I think women are more at risk of being able to not be able to reskill into new jobs. So I think that's a potential thing to worry about um, in, you know, as, as, as new jobs develop. I have really enjoyed chatting with you today, Sharon. Thank you so much, and I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make. Keep listening to Grace Jeffries Meets as I talk to many more brilliant women.